Welcome to Warriors for Christ, where we hope to encourage, inspire, and bring people closer to Jesus Christ. All right, hey guys, uh, today I'm joined here with Maria. Hello, how is everyone? Hey Austin, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. I know you've been a really good friend to me over this past few years. Well, dittos, I feel the same way about you, Mr. Lee, your dad, Cameron, Amy, your sweet mother. I love you all. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, usually when we start these podcasts, we like to introduce people to our podcast. So would you like to explain a little bit about yourself? Maybe a little bit about your spiritual backgrounds and stuff? Sure. Well, I grew up in Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Rico, this is around the 60s. And uh, in the 60s, the very prominent uh, church in the island was Catholicism. And I grew up being Catholic. Um, I knew how to pray a rosary by the age of eight years old. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> well, it's okay. No, I I was taught by nuns that would go to our community. And um, I did the first communion around the same age, eight years old or nine years old. That's when you do you take the first uh, communion. It's just the... Basically, the Lord's Supper, but in the Catholic Church, they do it a little different. You're supposed to have certain requirements prior doing that very first communion, which you're supposed to know certain prayers and some rituals, which it's a beautiful faith, it really is. But after that, as I, as I kept growing, you know, I grew up, became a young lady, a teenager, then went to college, then I just stayed away from the faith, truly, totally stayed away from Catholicism or anything, the Bible or following the Lord. And by the time I was 20, then I, I found this small little church near our home where I grew up, but it was, a charis- it was called Charismatic mm-hmm. Evangelicals. And that was a very charged by the spirit little church, very in uh, small, but they were, I'll tell you, you would sing and people would even chant in different tongues or I've never done that, but it, it was very intriguing to me and just interesting to see people just very joyful singing. They would sing with tambourines. Oh, it was yeah. a beautiful church, very small again. And that's when, when I received my very first non-Catholic Bible, which the Bible that we had in our home was Catholic, but that other Bible was not Catholic. Mm -hmm. But it was just beautiful. Had a wonderful time there. I I was there maybe two years, but then I came to the U.S. Again, not not participating on any, just working, just simply working. And I was baptized as an infant. Mm -hmm. Through the Catholic I Church. was too. 
Did you? Mm -hmm. Very good. It's just, that's the way it was. And I, again, I'm talking about the 60s because I was a teenager during the, seven, uh, the 70s and the 80s. I was a young lady, but on the seven, uh, 1970, I was just a little girl. But in the 80s, I was a young lady already, 19, 20 years old. But prior, during the 60s, that's how it was. Um, we grew up in a very, very rural area in Puerto Rico. Very, very extremely poverty was. That was my parents were uh, uh, farmers. Oh yeah. We had just little chickens, little cows. We had nothing. Absolutely, it's wow. a little teeny house. Um, very rural. A lot of people were not even able to go to school. My parent, my grand, my mother never was not able to go to school, and my grandma was not she they couldn't read uh, because they were just farmers and oh wow yes yeah, she just yes yeah, see she would just go to the fields and work all day there and then just come home and she, her family was very big lots of brothers and sisters um same for my father's on my father's side mm -hmm. so because of that lifestyle I grew up very limited, and my brother yeah. Nelson, and of course Louis, which is my youngest brother. So we had very limited uh, type of life. Uh, only one radio in the house. I grew up with no television until we grew up to be 17 years old. Then we had a television in the house. It's just, it was a different lifestyle. Yeah. But um, but the very first time I, I I gave my life to the Lord was when I came here to the U.S. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though I went to that evangelical church, I was still not completely understanding the salvation um, gift, mm -hmm. you know. But when I came to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and I started reading uh, and listening and how things were not um lining up the way I was living and the lifestyle we I was just totally the opposite going oh, yeah. the other way you know uh, just not in a, in in accord with the biblical principles and or, or the walk of a faithful you know follower of Christ mm -hmm. And then we lived in, I lived in New Jersey for like 10 years. Then I moved to North Carolina. And that's when I heard on the radio this pastor, Billy Graham. Oh, yeah. And that's big. And that was the very first time I said, wow, I, it, I need to read more. I need to learn more about this. Mm -hmm. I, it just, and of course, I was much older. And I should have taken the uh, the advice that that little evangelical church, uh, that advice they gave me back then when I was in my 18 years old, mm -hmm. 19 years old when I was there. But I didn't. But I listened to Billy Graham on the radio. And then I was still just going to St. Therese. That's when I lived in, I lived in Mooresville, mm -hmm. St. Therese Church in Mooresville. But then I was Wait, is that is that like the big Catholic church? Yes, that's the big Catholic church. I feel church. like I've been there with my grandma before. Probably so. It's right on I think it's um Raleigh Road maybe. <clears throat> I forget the name of the road. But it's that's the main Catholic church in Nashville. Yeah. 
So I was going there and loving it. But still, when I kept reading the Bible, I was still not finding the answers I was looking for because as much as I love the Catholic Church, there was something that was, that, that was not being answered to me. So, and I just, for like three months, I said, I am not going to attend any church, mm -hmm. period. Nothing, nothing at all. I will just, I am just, I am just going to stay to myself and I am just going to continue to pray and read. I, yeah. I am going to continue to read and pray. So I just pray, I said, Lord, where exactly should I just go? Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I worship you? How do I do community that is in, in, in not contradiction of what I read on your Bible, on your word? Yeah. And then one day I just started driving around and I went to like seven or eight different churches and I just would grab their little pamphlet yeah. that tells you we are... This is who we are, and mm -hmm. they tell you all about them and everything. But then I visited this little church right near near our home. At the time, I lived on Langtree Road. Oh, that's right, by the Cove. By the Cove, and I just went there, and there was Pastor Eric Johnson, Pastor Larry. Um, I don't. It was not Miss Pastor Larry Polk. Pastor Larry Polk, I met later. It was the um, the very tall uh, Rebecca's dad. He used to sing. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> he just gave you that very pretty verse, um, and you posted it. I don't even know which one. It's on Instagram. The on, one I posted. Rick Carney. Oh, Rick, Rick Carney. Carney. Right, right. Yes, it was him outside with Pastor Eric Johnson. And I just walked. I had Gabriel with me. Gabriel was very little. He was like two years old. And they just came up to me and say hello and everything. And after that, I just started going there. And I felt very different, very welcomed. Oh, yeah. I really fell in love with the way they were worshiping. And like they said, the rest is history. Here we are. I kind of felt the same way. As soon as I came to the Cove, I felt like that spark. And kind of like, yeah, like you said, people welcoming me in and supporting me and caring for me and all that. Right, right. Even even just walking in there and having that bass drum beat through your chest for worship, oh, I, yeah. I, I was telling my mom like this feels weird. <laughs> wow! But it, wow, but it's it's awesome now. Did you go to the campus in Mooresville the very first time? No, no, we there? we started in Denver whenever they first opened. Oh wow, neat! My so friend invited me to go there. Gotcha. Okay. Wow! Wow. And now they're all moving to Kenny's church. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll we are still here. As you know, walking towards the goal, mm -hmm. all of us together. It's just we're just going through different or using different vehicles, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> well, neat, but that's basically it. Um, I just thought about something when you were mentioning uh, the Catholic Church when you had to do communion. Yeah, I do remember going with my grandma to Catholic Church and they had to go up there for communion. She's like, Oh, you can't go. I'd, I'd never understood why. Oh, right, right. It's because, right, that is right. Um, it's, you're suppo you are supposed to do a self-exam of your heart. Okay. And there are some things that are not in one accord to what is, uh, you know, the faith is, is so intimate. It's such an intimate moment mm -hmm. that you are really receiving the body of the Lord. 
Christ Jesus in you. Yeah. And it's a remembrance. It's a celebration. It's just remembering His passion and His sacrifice. He is the atonement for all of our sins. It's such a pivotal moment, a historical for us Christians, that yeah, some some are very strict about that, and mm -hmm. they tell you if if you are if you need to cleanse your heart. You are not supposed to eat, and even in the Word of the Lord tells us that if you have something against someone, someone just leave and just make it right with that person, and then come back, and then you can receive the the gift of okay. communion. Probably that's maybe that's why she said that. But anyway, why well, I didn't understand why because I know it when we went to our old church, Denver Baptist. I'm like I would always go up there. Okay, very. And good. like we do now, we just go up there and pray with the pastors. Right, right, right. Alright, so I guess we'll go back to our topic here. Today we're going to talk about compassion and serving, which I looked up the dictionary term for compassion, and compassion is the concern for the suffering of others. And uh, speaking of compassion, this week one of my friends, her name's Claudia, uh, my my buddy Pace and his girlfriend, it just came to me because her mom is, or they've been going through something really tough with her mom. I think she has to, she has a brain tumor and has to get surgery. And whenever she goes into surgery, she might come out not being able to walk or hear out of one of her ears. Mm. And I know that must be, that'll be really tough for her and really sad. So yeah. just keep Claudia and her family in your prayers. Mm -hmm. hmm. That is super difficult. Yes, I looked it up as well. And I looked it up on the Merriam-Webster online dictionary. And it says, compassion is a noun. And it's sympathetic consciousness of others mm -hmm. that are in distress. And it's just the desire to alleviate that distress on that other, on that person. And it, it, it had a little bit of history and etymology on that website it said that it came from the middle english from anglo-french or late latin and it's the late latin is compassion and i guess you could just split it in half and compassion is just it's just sympathizing and from the latin compati is to bear or to suffer to suffer with someone mm -hmm. so they do not have to go it along oh yeah you know whatever they are going through so compassion is just very it's very neglected i think nowadays i mean i and i speak for my own experience because i do it i tend to just go to the let's say just get in my car go to the grocery store and i just get in there and do my thing and i never look at other persons around me that oh, may yeah. be hurting and suffering it's just easy to overlook mm -hmm. compassion is such an easy uh, thing to overlook and uh, us, especially us, the church, the body of Christ Jesus, have to be, I have to be aware and uh, very cognitive of not mm -hmm. forgetting to be compassionate, to show that compassion, to live it, to give it, to offer it, to practice it day right. and night. I know it can be very difficult, but difficult, but it's... It is, we are called to compassion, mm -hmm. to, to exhibit that compassion, to, to do it, to exercise it, not to just, well, you know, they can 
help themselves or whatever, then because that's going to go against us, and it, it will be a terrible witness and a terrible testimony of who the Lord Jesus right. is and what his his life was all about. Compassion. He felt compassion. Mm -hmm. Our Father felt compassion for his own creation. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted to refer. Uh, you said how like we we're not in these battles alone. That reminded me of what we talked about in our last episode. When life goes wrong, carry on. We also <laughs> talked about the story of Job. <laughs> Remember uh, his family members and all of his cattle. Like they died because Satan. Uh, God had like a argument saying that Job would break and turn against God. Mm -hmm. But instead of turning against God, Job, uh, he still worshiped and prayed to God and read the, read the Bible. Just worship how great he is. I know it must be tough losing a family member, but everyone in the, everything that happens in the world for a reason. And it says in the Bible that we'd all one day die. Absolutely. Maybe mm -hmm. Job read the... Tor, you know the old scriptures. I don't think the Bible was around yet. Right. <laughs> but maybe he read the old, you know, yeah, the uh, old books of the Old Testament. But mm -hmm. carry on, carry on. You're doing good. I love it. Yeah, and I also found this that uh, God is also compassionate, like you said. He is yes. sympathetic to the sufferings of His people. He sees our distress and takes pity on us. However, Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. His compassion is more than. Uh, it's more than pity. God's compassion is related to his mercy, kindness, patience, grace, forgiveness, and love. Mm -hmm. In fact, some of these attributes are so related and interwoven as to make clear uh, democrations between them difficult. God's compassion compels him to take action. He is no important observer, but an, the omnipotent, severe, or sovereign ruler. <laughs> Of the mm -hmm. universe. Good job. I got this from Romans nine fourteen to 16. He's omnipresent and omnipotent. Mm -hmm. and and yes, that's right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yes, compassion is something that I just want to lately, uh, continuously not forget about it. I just don't want to forget about it. I do not want to walk through life not being compassionate because I think that when you exercise compassion everything else will line up mm -hmm. once you exhibit or and exercise that compassion towards that whatever you are facing once you start not feeling pity for it but feeling compassion towards it or him or her Whatever it is, when you feel that compassion, you can, it's like your mind opens up and you are able to tackle that situation through that compassion. Because once you uh, feel compassion, then the Lord will step in and He will do His part. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's just, I do not want to live without compassion. Right. I want to have compassion every day of my life mm -hmm. every day it's like the air of my lungs it's like the holy spirit in our lungs to have that communion mm -hmm. from the morning from the minute i wake up until i go to bed just to think of our lord jesus to love him to honor him and to think of him but also you know demonstrate 
that compassion. Compassion is just, and it's so difficult because mm -hmm. the minute you said, I want to be compassionate, I'll tell you all sorts of crazy things will start happening to you. You know, people cut you off in the road. How do you feel compassion for them? Right. You just don't. And I mean, the minute you start, you know, it's like you get this crazy things just happening to you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, how do you continue being compassionate when you are just being under attack by all sorts of nonsense, things that make no sense. I mm -hmm. mean, look at the television, the news. How do you get compassion? How do you, right. how do you feel compassion? But nevertheless, that is such a requirement of us if we are to serve Christ. Right. If we are to serve one another, if we are to serve the unlovable, how do you serve them mm -hmm. if you do not have compassion? So, I don't know. I just think it's, it's just such a quality that is very neglected in the body of the Lord Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, the modern church wants to be so on your, uh, you know, so popular. And I, I get that. You got to reach the, you got to reach the world. I understand that. And they, you know, you have sometimes... Uh, brothers and sisters that want to be first for everything. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Take your time. You'll get there. The Lord will exalt you if you humble yourself. If you, if we humble, humble ourselves, the Lord will exalt us in due time. And we, and again, and I think that when we humble ourselves, it's so difficult to do. But if we dress ourselves with compassion, even for ourselves, because the Bible says. The you know the Lord, the first commandment is love your love others as you will love yourself. Yes. The Lord is saying love yourself. You don't have to hate yourself. Have compassion for yourself. I guess it will be a lot easier for us to humble ourselves mm -hmm. if we have that compassion. That ingredient, that ingredient that is so elusive, keeps running away from us. That compassion, you can then humble yourself easier if we have compassion for yourself. Right. And now for verse of the day. For we live by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5.7 Thank you, Nick, for sharing the verse of the day. I think that's a very important verse of how we live by faith and not by sight. And many people might uh, interpret that wrong. But we do have to believe that there is a God, and we might not necessarily see him all the time. But honestly, like you can just feel his presence there sometimes. Like If you pray to him or you worship him, you can just feel the Holy Spirit inside of you. I've felt it before. And if you have more questions, the Bible will tell us more about that. I am also very blessed from God because he's blessed me with all these talents and different things I get to do in my life, like my spiritual gifts, which we might talk about in another episode. And I really appreciate him for that, and I love him. All right, so I got some exciting news I want to share. Our website is now uploaded. It is warriorsforchristpdc.godaddysites.com. It's very cool. It has all information, all, all of our information on it, and we'll have the words of encouragement on there. It'll be information about our Instagram page, which is Warriors for Christ PDC, where you can listen through all, any of our uh, podcast apps like Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, 
many more, and YouTube will be on there as well. And uh, some more exciting information is now we are on Amazon. It's through the Amazon Alexa skills. You can ask Alexa on any of your devices to play our skills, Warriors for Christ PDC. You can start by adding us, Warriors for Christ PDC, to your skills. And at any time when you want to listen, just tell Alexa to play my flash briefing, which our flash briefing is from the words of God we hope to encourage and inspire others. It's free to enable, and all of our episodes will be on there. I know it's it's kind of weird with that flash briefing. I just figured that out. That's all you got to say to any of your Alexa devices or Echo Dot. Say, play my flash briefing, and it'll read out our flash briefing for Warriors for Christ. I know this is new to me, but I'm hoping that might help some people who would rather listen on there. But now we have the main majority of these different sites you can listen to, so whichever one you prefer. And again, if you have any questions, you can contact us at warriorsforchristpdc at gmail.com. There's also information about that on our website. And yeah, we're asking for a prayer request right now. If anyone has any, just feel free to contact us on that or e- email or Instagram. Anyway, will be good for us. We like to hear your feedback as well. I almost forgot to share the uh, intro song that we played today. is called Every Day of My Life by Christafari, I guess how you say it. <laughs> my friend Maria uh, made me one of these CDs and it had it on there. I'm like, that's a pretty good song. Here's a couple of the verses I like. It says, Father, I'm waiting. You know I'm waiting for you. I belong to you every day of my life. Everything I do, I do for you. I think that's very important because we talked about in this episode, maybe the last episode when life goes wrong, carry on, that you have to accept your sins and you kind of have to like give your life to Christ. That's what he's talking about, how we'll do everything for Christ and we give our life to him. Alright, so now we are going to jump back into our episode, Compassionate Warriors. This is kind of like our Halloween special, I guess you can say. But enjoy, guys. Right. I uh, like that story you were telling me today about the horse running, the horse races where they would wear this divider. And they they would only be focused on the road and nothing else. Yes, and I do not know the name, but I've seen when I sometimes I look at television and I see a horror. There's a channel on I forget. Yeah, I, I used to watch horse races. Yeah, and they have these little things. It's just on each the side of each uh, of each eye, and it just keeps them focused on the road ahead. Mm-hmm. They do not see left. They do not see right. Unless what you said, they turn yeah, purposely turn their, turn their head. But if they do not turn their their head, they will only see that road ahead. And I cannot recall what they're they are called. But anyways. Well, that that should be our like main mission in life is to not get worried about everything else going, but worry about the main mission, which is our walk with Christ, our faith with Christ as well. Exactly. Because I know our world's filled with judgment. That's all we do is judge each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The lack of compassion. Yes. See, once you dress yourself with compassion, you cannot judge anybody. Mm-hmm. Because see, you that is going to it, that will uh, that will make it impossible for you to judge. Right. Because you are dressed with that compassion. Mm-hmm. That is why it's, I, I have made it a point, and I've been on this quest for maybe six months now to. To really purposely, truly, truly, truly think of that word first. Uh-huh. Or that 
feeling first. Before you say something. Before I just, and I practice that a lot here at home. Before I get angry with Henry or Gabriel or myself or my neighbor or whomever, you know, the, when I'm on the road, boy, it is so elusive. It just keeps escaping my mind to dress myself first with compassion. Well, that's, that's smart and awesome. Because I know sometimes I, I guess the devil tries to break me down. And I fall for it, get angry and stuff, but that's not the main point. For sure, but good for you. You at least you are acknowledging, mm-hmm. and once you acknowledge, there is the beginning of healing. Right. You know, because when you do not heal, it's because we're not acknowledging or or claiming that one ten percent of our own fault mm-hmm. in whatever is you know it's a stake here or the problem we keep coming to but good for you good for you i've uh kind of thought thought back about judgment we just talked about just mm-hmm. thinking from the bible i'm not sure if it's word for word but uh i think the word says not to judge others but instead like try to help them out or think of a way to maybe help them fight their problem or battle that's what I try to do because I have friends that text me about random things and instead of me being like, oh, you're stupid for doing that, I'd be like, here's what you can do. <laughs> That's right, Austin. Good for mm-hmm. you. Good for you. Being, for being so young, you have a lot of um, wisdom. And good for you. Well, thank you. It's good. That's a good thing. I wish I had the wisdom you have at your age. Well, I guess it's all of you guys helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Good, good. Let me see if I find the... The name of that. Yeah. But going along with compassion is we could talk also talk about serving. How, how do we serve others? But serving can bring joy. It's a great deed of love. It also moves our hearts of others and even, and like, even other offers comfort. Uh, you might be wondering how you can start serving. First, you should serve God, including what you say or think or even must be like an act of service to God, like we were talking about earlier. The Bible also says to uh, put, like what you said, put others bef- before yourself, so not those selfish or foolish needs. That's right. And there's even a ton of serving opportunities you can do, like get involved at your church or local church, Absolutely. give money to your church, or often the tithes, donate, maybe donate something you don't need around your house to the Christian ministries or goodwill. That's right. That's or right. even reaching out to somebody, showing the act of kindness during these tough times of... COVID-19. Exactly, exactly. And you know, uh, uh, that is so very well said that you just said that. Mm-hmm. Because I think the coolest things and the best things don't even have a price tag on them. Right. If you just see someone and just sit with that with them for 10 minutes and just say, hey, how are you? Just talk, you know, talk to them or, um, you know, just... Be smart about things, you know, before putting yourself out there. Just right. be wise and uh, be very intelligent, you know, not to put yourself in danger and dangerous areas. But just go with with your knowledge and, uh, and the little what you know, you share with that person and just talk to them. And that can mean 20, 100 times more than anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. I hear it a lot. After, uh, well, I used to work at the bank, and I worked there for for almost ten years. And after that, I worked for the health department in Statesville, 
and and the same uh, theme kept coming always to me of people not being able to just have a sincere conversation with right. others that they always felt that they were not on a safe place when they spoke to someone mm -hmm. and again that is you know us the body of the Lord Jesus we need to be the ones that are like safe harbors for people that can come and tell us hey I feel this way or mm -hmm. I have a situation and they need to feel that safe that, that we are safe that right. it's okay that they can count and tell us so we can find if we do not have all the tools to help that situation we can go mm -hmm. somewhere or get get them the help exactly. they need exactly and, and I just think that a simple conversation with someone can mean so much more than anything else in the world and of course in doing just a faith without action is a dead faith yeah the word of the Lord tells us that as well but um Sometimes we overcomplicate things. I used to overcomplicate things, and now I just say, "Hey, the Lord Jesus' message was a simple, beautiful, truthful message of mm -hmm. justice and love." Then I I do not want to overcomplicate things anymore. I just wanna, and uh, I am glad for you that you well, are thank doing you. this. This is oh, wonderful. Yeah. This is truly wonderful. I just got one of my friends. Uh, she did her own podcast. I'm like, that's such a great idea. I should do that. But her podcast is more like teenager-based stuff, not really Christianity like us. Okay, okay, cool. But going back to the uh, the judgment, because my, myself personally, I thought the battle I was going through, I told you about. Yeah. Uh, I thought if I like told my friends, like you guys, that you guys would think of me differently or think I'm stupid or something. Right. Until I researched more in the Bible, I'm like, that's like the thing to do. And as Christians, right. we're supposed to help and support each other. Correct. Yes, absolutely. You were you are right. You are on the right path, mm -hmm. and that's healthy. And also, the the word of the Lord tells us that when you confess, right then and there, healing starts. Yes. Right at the very moment when you confess, whatever it is that you're going through, there is healing, and that's how the Lord. That is his 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 motto, mm -hmm. his example for us. It's just we synergize, we talk to each other, we exchange ideas. Well, that's what a life group is. Exactly, exactly. And that's you grow and growth, you will experience pain. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's it. And, but it's, it's a good positive pain when, in growth because you'll feel different and you will get to a place where you need it to be and that's where he wants. Yes. You to be. Well, because he knows where each and every one of us, like, he, who we want, he wants us to be and what we have our future ahead of us. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and he is, what you just said, he's omnipresent. Mm -hmm. he's omni he, he's, um, he has omniscient, which means that he knows everything. We, yes. When you are um, omniscient, you know everything. So he knows the, our lives long ago the present life our future mm -hmm. is which is great it's such a comfort yeah to know that our god is an omniscient god well i guess i was going to go back to the uh, tides that we talked about a little bit ago 
Okay. Uh, it says God, he wants us to give back to him. And he states in, in the Bible in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, uh, so Leviticus 27, 30 and Deuteronomy 14, 22 through 23. The Bible verse it teaches us that to give him at least 10% of what we produce or earn. God says that when we, uh, we tithe, it unlocks something in the spiritual realm that en- enables God to take action on us meaning like blessings in our life or if we were will, if we're willing to receive it i just think that's awesome how it works like that that is beautiful yes you can never outgive the giver mm-hmm. and i am i heard this that from somebody i can never come up with this such a cool oh science. i like that but you can never outgive the giver that is so wonderful it's just like you can't pray too much okay very neat mm-hmm. very neat but yeah and 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 it's it is so if you go back to even Genesis you know when Abel was he was just not presenting his gift or he presented his gift but rather his brother Cain did not present his gift correctly yeah tithing or bringing the best gifts mm-hmm. it's just wonderful and that's it is it is what we are supposed to do of our of our time uh, or of we're supposed to give that percentage mm-hmm. to the Lord first, and not only of our time, but our resources, because everything comes from the giver. Right. And you can never outgive him. So. Mm-hmm. But it's such a step of faith. Well, sometimes you might think, oh, that's like 20, 40 bucks I spent. I'm, I'm mad yeah. about that, but it really doesn't feel like that. Yeah. It's just like, wow, I feel so much better get, giving it to him. Good, good. Instead of like when you're blowing on food or something, yeah. you feel bad about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right, right? It's such a great principle too because you're giving back to him what he has given you. Mm-hmm. But it belongs to him because we are only stewards of what he's given us. Right. It's wonderful. Good. That's wonderful, Austin. Good for you. Well, thank you. And there's uh, an organization I want to mention the Samaritan's Purse. It's a Christian organization that helps out like mission. They're like a missionary. Yeah. And I think they're big known for uh, the Christmas. Was it Operation Christmas Child? I think they yes, call it. That's right. That's uh, right. What they do is each year at Christmas, they uh, provide children from other countries like a Christmas. Like it's by us though that are doing it because we mm-hmm. get to pack those shoe boxes and give them mm-hmm. toys, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. Yeah. And because uh, they, they don't get like everything we get, they might just get a couple toys or little clothes, and that, that still makes them really happy. Mm-hmm. And it's like a miracle to them. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, uh, when those persons from all over the world, like what you're saying, receive that, I mean, imagine, can you imagine if someone sends me something from Russia here to my home, I'll be like static. I'll be like, wow. Somebody just took the time. Mm-hmm. Such a simple, simple, and that is part of compassion yes. as well. That it is all is all to. It's just together, and it's just wonderful. But yeah, I I can see that is that mm-hmm. someone received something, uh, and they live in a very rural area or just totally different from what we know here. Right. Yes, and that's. What better way of witnessing the love of Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, like, the exact time when this starts, but I'm saying it's, like, now to, 
to probably past Thanksgiving where you can like fill up a shoebox and uh there is distribution like places here. I know I think my old church, Denver Baptist, is a big place where you can go up there and get a shoebox and you could fill it up and bring it back to them. Okay. And they'll give you all the instructions you need. I I am sure if you go also to their website right. you can you know, see all the areas and places that can take probably Chick fil A's do Oh, I think they do too. I'm not sure but <clears throat> Maybe now with this situation with the coronavirus, things have I'm changed I'm sure they'll still try to do it because, I mean, <coughs> think, Excuse me, think about uh, you as a kid wanting this big present, but you can't get it because you can't afford it. Sure, absolutely. We're like uh, really blessed compared to other countries. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can understand what, what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yes, But um, yeah, I think if you if they go, if a person is truly interested and go to the... Samaritan's Purse. Yeah. Like, yeah that's if you want to uh, help by... That's how you can also help by serving other yes. the, the children so they can have a Christmas. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we were doing the Cove students, mm -hmm. when Kenny... Well, not Kenny. This is when Brian was with us. Right. I, I went to this home right on Optimist Club Road. And mm -hmm. there was a home for persons with disabilities that my brother could go to. But since I keep him here, there's no need. But I just went there and I was wanting to see how we as a church mm -hmm. could go and serve them. Oh, and you did say that. Uh, yeah. And the lady nursing gave, home, right? Yes. And the lady gave me a list of few things that we could do as a group. You know, when the mm -hmm. students open back up, hopefully we could go and sit with them and maybe read to them or just simply bring music to them right they have a they have a, a room where they do activities and uh we could either sing to them you imagine mm -hmm. kevin singing and somebody just back right. singing with him just to bring joy to persons that are totally yeah because isolated yeah because i know my great grandmother she's in a nursing home up in connecticut and mm -hmm. She's probably bored to her mind. Yes, yes. Oh, I wish she could live here. I know. It's. I think it'd be too riskful uh, flying her down here. Okay. Got probably. Got it, got it. Oh, interesting. But something to think about. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I've, I have went to nursing homes before. I, I think it was with my old church. Like, we'd buy blankets and stuff and bring it to them. Yeah. And different desserts and food. Sure. Sure. It's just it just makes you feel good when you see other people so happy that like don't get this every day. Exactly. But it also imagine us one day will be those persons. Oh yeah. In need. Mm -hmm. I would want to see someone coming to see me mm -hmm. if I am in that situation. Me too. Yeah. I think it's very awesome that we could do that. Oh, it is. We can bring it up to Josh maybe mm -hmm. when we reopen. I'm sure he'll be for it. He's yeah. really fun. He's really fun. Mm -hmm. anyway. Or maybe Kenny would do something with his church. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like that. All right, Maria. Well, thank you for joining me today. And I uh, think we're going to close here. Would you like to pray us out? Sure. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you for joining me. For coming to my wonderful home. Louie and Mama are here. This is This was great. Uh, experience and I thank you for well, talking about us visiting you <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful yeah I thank you sure well we'll pray well Heavenly Father we just 
We want to come together in one accord, my good friend Austin and myself, to bless your name, to give you thanks for this great opportunity of just simply chatting, talking and serving you, Lord, in this way. Father, I just pray that you will bless Austin in wonderful and great ways and Brandon and the other young men that Nick is <laughs> Nick, okay, that is that are doing this wonderful and much-needed podcast. Lord, just bless them in a very, very, very special way. The only way you know to bless, just with your love, your peace, protection. And Lord, enlarge their territory as they grow to be great men that are after your heart, that will be true servants of your love, to bring your light and your good news onto the world. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, for this very, very special time. Do you mind if I add some? Please do. I want to do, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> may we pray that he will forgive us when our hearts are cold and, the fan, and fan the flames of compassion in us given by the Holy Spirit. And can we also please uh, pray for Claudia with her mom and her whole family yes, situation? Yes, Lord. Bless Claudia and Miss Lori and her father, Chad. Lord, what a beautiful family. And they're going through a very difficult uh, trial. But we know, Lord, that everything that happens in on our lives, we may not know at that moment. It looks very difficult and, and negative, Lord. But we know that you can turn that into a, a joyful experience and, and a blessing for that we'll never know the ramifications of your blessings for this family in this very difficult situation. We bless Miss Lori and Claudia and Mr. Chad. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me here, Maria. You are so welcome. Thank and, you for having me. Well, thank you. And I hope everyone has a happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> happy Halloween. <laughs>